that involves baby-making parts that does not actually involve making babies, like, for instance, kiss each other in places that are not on the face. It never meant four. A girl named Catherine called while you were in the bathtub. She's sorry. She still loves you and has made a terrible mistake and is waiting for you downstairs. But even so, Colin couldn't help but hope that his parents were in the room to provide news of the number four variety. He was a generally pessimistic person, but he seemed to make an exception for Catherine's. He always felt they would come back to him. The feeling of loving her and being loved by her welled up in him, and he could taste the adrenaline in the back of his throat, and maybe it wasn't over, and maybe he could feel her hand in his again and hear her loud, brash voice contort itself into a whisper to say, I love you, in the very quick and quiet way that she had always said it. She said, I love you, as if it were a secret, and an immense one. His dad stood up and stepped toward him. Catherine called my cell, he said. She's worried about you. Colin felt his dad's hand on his shoulder, and then they both moved forward, and then they were hugging. We're very concerned, his mom said. She was a small woman with curly brown hair that had one single shock of white toward the front. And stunned she added. What happened? I don't know, Colin said softly into his dad's shoulder. She's just... she'd had enough of me. She got tired, that's what she said. And then his mom got up, and there was a lot of hugging, arms everywhere, and his mom was crying. Colin extricated himself from the hugs and sat down on his bed. He felt a tremendous need to get them out of his room immediately, like if they didn't leave he would blow up. Literally, guts on the walls, his prodigious brain emptied out onto his bedspread. Well, at some point we need to sit down and assess your options, his dad said. His dad was big on assessing. Not to look for silver linings, but it seems like you will now have some free time this summer. A summer class at Northwestern, maybe? I really need to be alone, just for today. Colin answered, trying to convey a sense of calm so that they would leave and he wouldn't blow up. So, can we assess tomorrow? Of course, sweetie, his mom said. We'll be here all day. You just come down whenever you want, and we love you, and you're so, so special, Colin, and you can't possibly let this girl make you think otherwise, because you are the most magnificent, brilliant boy. And right then, the most special, magnificent, brilliant boy bolted into his bathroom and puked his guts out. An explosion, sort of. Oh, Colin, shouted his mom. I just need to be alone, Colin insisted from the bathroom. Please. When he came out, they were gone. For the next fourteen hours, without pausing to eat or drink or throw up again, Colin read and reread his yearbook, which he had received just four days before. Aside from the usual yearbook crap, it contained 72 signatures. Twelve were just signatures. Fifty-six cited his intelligence. Twenty-five said they wished they'd known him better. Eleven said it was fun to have him in English class. Seven included the words pupillary sphincter. More on that later. And a stunning seventeen ended, stay cool. Colin Singleton could no more stay cool than a blue whale could stay skinny or Bangladesh could stay rich. Presumably, those seventeen people were kidding. He mulled this over and considered how twenty-five of his classmates, 
some of whom he'd been attending school with for twelve years, could possibly have wanted to know him better, as if they hadn't had a chance. But mostly, for those fourteen hours, he read and reread Catherine the Nineteenth's inscription. Call, here's to all the places we went, and all the places we'll go, and here's me, whispering again and again and again and again, I love you. Y-R-S forever, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. Eventually, he found the bed too comfortable for his state of mind, so he lay down on his back, his legs sprawled across the carpet. He anagrammed Y-R-S forever until he found one he liked. Sorry fever. And then he lay there in his fever of sorry and repeated the now-memorized note in his head and wanted to cry, but instead he only felt this aching behind his solar plexus. Crying adds something. Crying is...